At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Barcelona failing to advance past the group stage for the first time in 21 years after falling to Bayern Munich and Benfica defeating Dynamo Kiev. Chelsea conceding three goals at Zenit, Zenit sorry, to finish second place overall in Group H behind Juventus. Manchester City's defeat to RB Leipzig and Carl Walker's costly red card. Manchester United clinching first place in Group F after their draw with Young Boys. Liverpool finishing perfect in Group B after eliminating AC Milan and Everton's important comeback victory over Arsenal in the Premier League. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Wow, Robbie Earl, that's a lot of topics, mm. my friend. That's, a, that's yeah. a lot of topics, a lot of things that's happened over the last few days. Um, mm. Of course, a big, big couple of days in the Champions League. Um, and we're going to start with, i got to say, I watched this game, a pretty poor game, um, mm. but probably the biggest story. Bayern yeah. Munich 3, Barcelona 0. Um, they haven't qualified for the group stage. It's the first time in 21 years of, of I've just said in the topics there. Yeah. And God, talk about Bayern Munich in second gear, mm. way too much quality, attacking thrust. Some really good goals from experienced, proven top players against the Barcelona side that is just a sad reflection of what it mm-hmm. used to be, Rob. And Xavi, the, the, the manager now, only I think yeah. his fifth or sixth game in charge of this mm-hmm. football club, great football club, was such a brilliant midfield player. Um, just watching him on the sidelines in the snow coming down, it's just this is such a difficult job, uh, Rob, based on mm. what they're doing right now in La Liga, based on big financial problems based on couldn't afford to keep Lionel Messi, um, sold other great players, a youth and experienced looking team that's just kind of, yeah, it's a sad reflection of a great club right now, whereas Bayern Munich is just, wow, purring, really purring, mate. Yeah, pretty much the opposite, really, when when you see, you know, you look at Barcelona and I think we all just... When we think of the Champions League, and obviously as it's moved from the European Cup, in, you know, to the more modern day Champions League, we think of Barcelona as being one of those teams who holds a special place in the competition for what Pep did for those teams, for the football mm. that was played. I think we all think of, of, of the great name and the great club, but at the moment, Rob, they're an average team. I look back, I've looked at the table. They're, league, they're seventh in La Liga. Yeah. They lost one yeah. 0 to Real Betis this weekend. Why would we think that they could, you know, go yeah. to, to Bayern Munich and get a result? It's it, it's not going to happen. That's where they are. Javi's come back, one of their greats. It's it, one of the most difficult times uh, in the club's history, and it's also Rob reflective of, in some respects, Spanish football. Spanish football is no longer the powerhouse that it used to be. The Premier League, I believe, has stepped into that spot in terms of you know mm. the quality of players, the quality of managers, the quality of football that's being played. And I don't think there was any surprise, really, in, in what happened today, to the mm. point where I'd almost go and say, they don't even, Rob, to me, 
possibly start as favourites in the Europa League. That's how far this 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 fall has come. Yeah, well, they'll they'll drop into that competition from mm. now on in, and and it's, I'm kind of making my notes through this game, Rob. And actually, in the first twenty thirty minutes uh, before Bayern scored their first goal, I think it was Thomas Muller in around thirty four minutes. Yeah. They played okay. Played okay. But again, Bayern Munich weren't really that bothered. There's no fans in the stadium, of course, there at Bayern Munich right now with the, what's going on in Germany and Bavaria, of course, the area that uh, Munich is in. Um, locked down again in some ways, no fans there. Um, but as the game wore on and Bayern scored a couple of goals, you got no sense of uh, panic or desperation for Barcelona, Rob. Like a very, like no fight, no belief that they could, you know, they had to win this game. They had to win this game. And the lack of fight was pretty sad. Are we at a stage though where both on and off the pitch now, this football club's not being run well? I mean, the finances seem to be the major issue. I mean, they lose Messi, they lose Suarez. I mean, when you're replacing them with Martin Braithwaite, even the name doesn't sound like he's going to be a great striker. You know, hmm. no disrespect to him. Um Memphis Depay and the likes. It's just a level below where are, are we talking about a club that's not being well run off the pitch financially and, and on the pitch in terms of what, what it can produce and what it can do? Yeah, unfortunately, mate, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, you, you have to think that's true, mate, given the financial problems. We know in Spain's La Liga, mm. Real Madrid and Barcelona get a massive chunk of the TV money. They use that money and they, and yeah. they, they, they borrow, beg and, and get more money to... to spend so much money on players and that's why they've dominated that league and in some ways European football over the last mm. kind of 10, 20 years, um, particularly Real Madrid of, of recent decades. So mm. it is a bit strange how they dominate. There's no more, I mean, that's why they want the Super League. There's no more money. I mean, they get the yeah. TV deal is so in the UK for the Premier League, obviously, it's kind of fairly even split up mm. throughout the teams. There's, there's prize yeah. money and finishing yeah. money and bonus money. But for the most part, the, the main bulk of the money is split between the 20 clubs well that's not they get a bigger majority for that um, which takes away competition in the league Rob maybe takes away from it being a competitive league that that people in Spain want to pay a ton of money for for TV rights I don't know it's just you know when I look back and I've I watched this team win the Champions League final against Manchester United in 2012 at Wembley uh, watching Messi do what he did on that game and in and, and, and subsequent matches it's just a very sad uh, reflection right now. Xavi, Iniesta and, and Lionel Messi mm. were the star players, but there was also a ton of others that, that contributed and, you know, Sergio Busquets still playing. Yeah. Uh, Joe Piquet Joe still Piquet, started yeah. this game as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's just a sad, sad day for Barcelona. They jump into the Europa League, um, but just swinging back to Bayern Munich, Rob, I mean, they are, they're going to be right up there. There's no mm. question. The quality they've got going forward, Leroy Sane's strike, I don't know if you saw it on the highlights quick after yeah. the game yeah, today, yeah, yeah. of course we're recording this just after the the game's finished on the Wednesday. He hit a flip. I, I just a massive fan of Leroy Sane. He's a talent, isn't he? Yeah, we, we cool. saw that. We saw some of that. And it's interesting, Rob. That I, I kind of took two views of, of the nostalgia of, the, of Barcelona, what they've been, what they've produced, the standards they've set in Europe. Um, you talked about those teams through, you know, from the 2010 through to, to the 20 under, under Pep. They, they were dominant. They, they set the standard of football. They changed the way that people looked and thought about football as Pep's continuing to do in the Premier League. But I also thought there's probably a group of people, a, a set of clubs who, in some respects, a bit like, well, welcome to our world now. It's not always, you're not always going to have the biggest money. You're not always going to be able to have the, the biggest fans. And the one that stands out to me, Rob, is Ajax. 
Ajax were a, were, were a monster club back in the 70s and 80s, you know, with, with the um, football, total football and the Cruyff and what they delivered. Yeah. And, and the and success the in the Champions the League. The success yeah. that they had. Mm. And they've had to have a model now, Rob, where they go with young players, they develop players and they know they have to sell them. Mm. You know, Xavi's got a group of young players with him now at Barcelona. They might have to cut their cloth accordingly and say, OK, we're going to play the right style of football. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying... Yeah, that doesn't feel right, does it? It doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel right. Feel right. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's a model that they might have to start to mirror in some ways to get them back to where they hope to be. At some mm. point, you believe the finances will come back. At some point, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to possibly compete again with the biggest team in Europe. But for where they are now, they might have to go down a more youthful, developing talent feel than being able to mm. buy the, the, these mega stars that, that, that we've had and, and play football in, in that way. Because, you know, there's plenty of clubs in Europe who will have, you know, been beaten five or six by Barcelona and gone, yeah, well, with all that money and all that, that's why they can do it. There'll be some clubs who won't be that sorry that, that it's happening now. Yeah, I mean, just just to go back and correct myself, it was 20, 2011 when Barca uh, beat Man United at Wembley. I, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the year after, I remember I did that game as well at Munich, where Chelsea yeah. beat Bayern Munich in Munich in that game. Yeah, I, the only thing I suppose, Rob, Xavi, um, Xavi, who's in charge of the team right now, Yeah, I mean, he is the guy that they all want there. Fair play to him because he's going in at maybe the, the most difficult time yeah. for, for 20-odd years. So I'm sure he'll be given time. I'm sure... The, the fans will be patient with him. It's just the way things are right now. And they've got to try and regroup, sign some players, develop ones they've got there. Um, very difficult job. But um, yeah, so that, that was kind of a big story. We had to leave with that yeah, because that's, that's well, a, big a big story. story. Two big teams. Yeah. I watched them today and it was just such a blimming, it's just a shell of a game. You know, no fans mm-hmm. there and Bayern Munich just cruising, going through the motion. Lewandowski, good. Conan, good. Thomas Muller again scores the goal. They're, they're, they're one of the favourites to win it again. Yeah. So we'll see. It's it's bad for UEFA as well, isn't it? When when one of those big time, you know, big hitting clubs does doesn't make it into into knockout stages, that that's a loss. For, that's a loss. For yeah, that. but that's 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 what yeah, I like. I, football, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't no, mind I mean, it. Some no, of these, I'm, I'm saying, it's modern football, and some of these younger younger clubs who are smaller clubs are coming are getting through. Clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's move on to the game uh, for, well, just go for Chelsea away at Zenit St. Petersburg today, Rob. It was a Chelsea team that made lots of, I mean, it was eight changes to the team that um, lost at West Ham at the, uh, at the weekend. Some through maybe illness and injury, some because Thomas Tuchel felt players needed to, to get a run out. It was a very different looking team, Rob. Hmm. Um, yeah. If we just go from thought, Kepper in goal, Aspilicueta, Christiansen and Saar is the three uh, centre-backs. Hudson, Adoy and Saul played on the left-hand side is, is a left wing-back. Wing-back, yeah. With James, uh, Rhys James and, and Ross Barkley as a centre too. So Rhys James, I think from his Wigan days, it, it played there. It looked a little bit like to me, like Mount was playing underneath Lukaku and Werner front two, and it and it was you know a very different look to Chelsea. Maybe them seeing very different personnel. Um, what do you think? Of, what do you think of this one? Chelsea conceding three goals again. That's back to back games now. They've conceded three goals. Any slight worries for Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea? Well, I, I think there is. I think there's slight worries based on the last 
the last games in the in the Premier League, Rob. Uh, th- this was such a different team. I mean, wow, different. And not surprisingly, they weren't very good. I mean, mm. the, the, difficult to gel. Uh, yeah. Players playing in odd spots. Reese James is such a talent. He can play in the middle of the midfield, but I've never seen him start in there before. Uh, Saul, who struggled really with the pace mm. of the quality that you need at Chelsea Football Club to be an effective player, played there. Werner's been out for a while. Uh, and also... Romelu Lukaku was an important start for him. Mm. On those two players, Rob, um, it's kind of weird because as I'm watching the game, I'm making notes like, wow, these two are, are short. They look a little bit rusty. Lukaku, mm. definitely. Yeah. And I'll, 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 I'll maintain that now. I mean, I, he's been out for a long time with this ankle problem, mm. Rob. And, he, yeah. and uh, he got his goal, really good work from um, Timo Werner, but looked a little rusty, looked a little sluggish, came out, I think, yeah. 75 minutes yeah. out of the game. And Timo Werner initially was given the ball away. I'm honestly just not very good. And as and then, of course, as game goes on, they come alive. Werner yeah, does really well for cool. Lukaku. Um, he scores a goal. He scores two goals and creates the other one. Uh, yeah. Timo Werner, but he wasn't playing that great before that. But listen, those numbers are great, and of course, mm-hmm. he gets away with that. Mason Mount was his, was his good quality self, but it was just a very, a very. I don't know, disjointed Chelsea, just not a normal Chelsea. You can see Thomas Tuchel on the sideline, yeah. shaking his head, looking disappointed. But he made lots of changes, and that's what can happen. Of course, Juve beat Malmo 1-0, yeah. Rob. So Chelsea finished second, yeah. second. Uh, mm. in their group and could meet, you know, great chance they're going to meet a Bayern. really, really good team from the other side who finished top of their group. Bayern Real Madrid, I had to think, isn't it, Leo, in, in their group, which is, yeah, yeah. Could, could be a little bit costly. It could be... Now, listen, you're talking about the European champions, a team who, when they're at the best, tend to control the opposition. But I, I just wonder if there's a sense, and, and I was sort of doing a little bit of reading around with the kind of blogs and blogs and people thinking, and, and I thought to myself, it's just probably in the first time since he's been there, and, and we're talking like 12 months now, and he's won a Champions League and he's had a team virtually near the top of the table since the start of the season and just dropped off at the weekend. But... There's a little testing time now for, for Thomas Tuchel. They've, they've got one or two injuries, and Kovacic has gone down with, with COVID as well, just got back to training, which is a big blow for him in, in the middle of the park. Mm. Some of those players who were maybe fringe and hoping to, to come back, I'm thinking of Pulisic, who Pulisic have got on. Werner, as you talked about, two goals and assist. Sometimes without totally convincing you, but let's just say the goals should should be, be helpful to him. Ross Barkley, Saul. If some of those players have to have minutes, you know, Lukaku we're talking about is 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 their number one striker, but looks like he needs a couple of games to 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 get his sharpness. Might there just be a little bit of stuttering from Chelsea over the next few weeks? Could be. I mean, West Ham loss was a, was a bit of a shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, conceded the goals there. Conceded again today. I mean, this the goal that went in late past Kepo, who actually yeah. made some big saves in the game, yeah. pretty pretty well was a stunning kind of a volley into the roof of the net, which really, I mean, it looked like they, they'd come back and won. And then, the, you know, well done Chelsea yeah, and well done yeah. this group of players and well done Werner and Lukaku and everybody else. But the late goal just is what's happening right now for them. So it's a bit of a blip. We spoke on our last pod about Chelsea, Rob, whether they have figured it all out yet. I mean, yeah. of course, the Champions League victory was amazing last year and, and their general form this year has been very good, but it's mm. not... It's not. They're not going to run away with the Premier League. I mean, they're, they're not right now. They won't be favourites with the bookmakers. I'm sure to win it. Um, so it's, it's a little first 
I, I feel like it's a first semi-serious challenge for Thomas Tuchel, Rob. Yeah, that's a yeah, bit of a yeah. blip. There's a bit of a, you know, this mm. is a, even though it's a short blip, the results haven't been bad. And I, I listened to, I think it was Ruben Loftus-Cheek today, Rob, was it for the game saying they haven't been playing bad. It's just yeah. the results haven't quite gone for them. Um, <clears throat> but Zenit three, Chelsea three, Abramovich was there, I believe, in the stands watching the game. Um, it's just a little bit of cause for concern. But there was a lot of yeah. changes. Players played, haven't played for a little while. Players mm. playing out of position. So you understand it, but you still um, expect them to win. That being said, I thought I thought Zenit were good. I thought yeah, Zenit knocked the ball around yeah. well. Uh, the couple of Brazilians that they've got, Malcolm and mm. uh, Cladinho. Um, Cladinho yeah. I think saw Cladinho in the Olympic Games for Brazil mm. this summer. Um, they were they were technical. They were pretty yeah. good. They're very good. So well. fair play to yeah. them. And, and Chelsea now got to you know have to see what the draw brings on Monday. I think is it the draw for the next Monday, yeah. round of sixteen? You know, if that second place is going to be costly to them, they're going to face one of the big boys. Yeah. And they will all have to be uh, the best once we get back in that competition. But obviously, they can put that aside till February now. Yeah. Let's move on to Manchester City. Um, my friend who went away to, to Leipzig um, and got beat 2 1. Um, remember, I was watching this game, and again, a bit like. Um, a bit like the Chelsea game, I, I didn't think it started particularly well. Didn't think they had much rhythm to the game. Not sure if lack of fans in the stadium didn't particularly help them, but the atmosphere didn't feel right. Looked like a team who knew they were through. Mm. Didn't have an awful lot to play for. A little bit appetite wasn't particularly there. No real hunger at, at the top end of the pitch. Um, I thought Zach Steffen came out of it with, with um, you know, a little bit of credit. Made a couple of important saves for his team when he needed to, but... I didn't think they defended particularly well, Rob. I, I thought their, their pressing wasn't anywhere near their best. Yeah. Uh, and I thought a bit like Lukaku, I thought Kevin De Bruyne looks like he needs a game or two. Um, he, mm. He's suffered with COVID and, and he's another, you know, such a big part of, of what City are going to do and moving forward for the rest of the league. But not quite on the top of his game, as you probably would expect, having, having missed a few matches. I saw Pepper afterwards, Rob, because it's always interesting to see what, what he thinks when they don't play yeah. well. And, I think we've seen this before from him. When the job is done, I I, yeah. I think he's a little bit like that. You know, we've earned the right yeah. to have a bit of a, you know, a poor day. I think we've seen that before from his teams. I think we saw it again there. And uh, they weren't. I mean, they're, they're kind of like just not, not flat out playing this game. No. And when you're not at a team that's fired up and wants to beat you at home, um, you know, it's going to be difficult. I think the big talking point, Rob, isn't it? And we we, we talked about it just before we came on. Was is Kyle Walker, yeah. and a very strange decision, uh, loss of head, mm. like to lash out at the player when he's from from behind. He gets the red card. Now he's going to miss at least one yeah. round of the round of sixteen. One of the legs. I think UEFA have to decide what yeah, kind of punishment. One or two. Yeah, it's a minimum of one. Yeah, could be two. I mean, I was slipping. Yeah. Crazy, bad, unprofessional was that? It, it just smacked of. Do, do you remember? Uh, I think it was about a year ago. Roy Keane on, on UK TV said he's a car crash waiting to happen, and I thought that was a bit harsh and a bit disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, to, he, he hasn't been, has he? Generally, not recently. You know, whether for Man City or for England, where he's played right back or right sided of three centre backs, we haven't really seen that. So I'm not quite sure what. Warranted the, 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 the reaction, what if there was something being said or gone on? Listen, we know all that stuff happens, but you're 
now a very experienced international defender who is hugely important for his football club, Rob. Really? In the days mm. when you need to have a one-on-one, if you need to shut somebody down, as he did against PSG and, and the likes with an Mbappe and a Messi, Cal Walker's the one defender you want around him. Um, so I just think that's one of those things, I don't think Pep will hold against it, but I think it's mm. always in your back of your mind that this guy under pressure could do something silly and give a penalty away in a semi-final of Champions League that might hurt City down the road. And I just mm. thought it was disappointing for, for Kyle Walker because it brings back then all that talk about his sometimes lack of control and his emotion has not always been in check. When I thought, in, in, in fairness, his performance have warranted better than that. And he's mm. been in a really important... I thought he started the season in really good form and been very important for City. And mm. in some respects, Rob, as I was thinking about it, and I know maybe they can put Cancelo there and Zinchenko to the side, but it weakens City. He's the one guy defensively that weakens City. They've not really mm. got a like-for-like replacement at right back. No, he's very different. And, and, yeah. You know, sometimes, I, I don't know, it takes all types to make a team. His pace and recovery mm. has been so useful so many times. Yeah. And Cancelo off the left-hand side can really get forward and, and mm. Kyle Walker can sit back and help the other two centre-backs. Works really, really well. Almost a three-defensive yeah. line there. Mm. But no, so they're going to miss him. I also saw the Phil Foden, Robert. Again, I just watched him for some quotes afterwards. He came off at half-time came off um, with an injury. Yeah, some injuries, um, yeah. But the reports I've seen is that it's not not too bad and, and should be okay for the next game. But, you know, that's that's a concern. I mean, you look at the team, it's a strong team. It's just, yeah, they're with the top of the group. And, yeah. uh, what I would not, say, not, again, not great. just on the game, I was watching the game and, and um, looked at the front three. Yeah, it was Mares. Grealish and Foden, Foden. in the front three. Sterling came on at half-time for Foden, mm. who we talked about, what they're not. Just another one where with, with Jack Greenish where it just doesn't quite fall for him. You know, chances coming across the box, little things around the 18 box. It's just not knitting for him at the moment. And I just hope either he perseveres and they can get him through it or he can find a way to, to have what I call the Jack moment to, to inspire him. Because I just feel if he's not careful, a little bit of that arrogance and confidence and, mm. and, and swagger that he, he has might go from his game. And that's an important part of who Jack Grealish is. I think that's part of why you're buying. I'm just mm. a little concerned that, you know, either that or, you know, he doesn't play his way out of the team, but if he doesn't score enough goals, his numbers aren't good enough, you know, he gets overlooked, he gets on the bench, and then it's going to be tough for him to find the spot just, in the just, fo- just following up on that, Rob, before we move on to Manchester United, mm. do you think, because, well, I'll tell you what I've, I the question is, is he going to persevere with Jack Greenish yeah. as a false yeah. note? Because I kind of yeah. like it. I like the mm. way he's more involved. I like the way he's closer yeah. to goal. I like the way he should get more potential to score goals. It's very yeah. easy in this squad, Rob, to put, put somebody else there. Because so many yeah. of us have done, yeah, and done exactly. it really well. Phil Foden's done yeah. it really well. He could easily just switch Foden and Grealish yeah. left to centre and just switch him, uh, switch him back out again. But I think mm. he obviously wants to give Grealish a run. I just hope he gives them another game or two. Yeah, I just don't think he will. What do you What do you think? Do you think it's no, worth? I, I'm a little worried. I would like to see him, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm hoping for a Jack moment, a Jack goal. You've got to produce in there, Rob. You've got to be scoring yeah. and assisting. You get two or not, three games probably. Bernardo yeah. Silva can go in there. We know what he does. Phil, uh, Foden can play in there. Um, mm. Jesus can play in there. You talk of Ferran Torres is not going to be that far away. He was doing really well in that in that ball. So all of a sudden, yeah. you know, there's a bit of a queue and. Jack needs to be at some point taking his chances when they come along. I think when you spend the amount of money that you did, he'll get opportunities, Rob. But you know mm. what we know with Pep, if the numbers ain't there, he, you don't play in his team. Mm. 
All right, my friend, let's go to the other team in Manchester. Manchester United won, mm. Young Boys won, uh, yes. a much, much changed Manchester United side. Mm-hmm. Young boys, absolutely. Young boys everywhere. Young yeah. boys with Man United yeah. as well. Young players coming in late to the game. Mm. I like it. I, I like the way the manager, Ralph Rennick, is going to take a look at all the players, yeah. Rob, in different spots. Mason Greenwood with a brilliant, brilliant uh, overhead or kind of a side yeah. volley goal from nowhere, really. Just, just again, shows the talent that he's got. And I think it's pretty difficult for us to figure out what's going on with Mason Greenwood because we see yeah. an a uber, super talented player that's, mm. I don't know, he, he, I know the England thing where he's he wants to focus on his his um, domestic football. Man United yet hasn't been playing. Mm. He's been playing in different spots. Had to go to Solskjaer. Had him playing great as a striker. Then Ronaldo comes in. He gets pushed to the right hand side. What do you think is going to happen with Mason Greenwood, Rob? Just just on the manager that I think this um, manager like he looks at everybody and it, and it, yeah, I, I can yeah. see him playing up front with Ronaldo in the next game because I think Greenwood would do a better job. And a potent, is, a, is a more potential goal threat than Marcus Rashford in that spot, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And or Jane Sancho. I'd agree, Rob. I thought he was the one that came out of today with his star shining. I think he was the one that have, have, have got into Ranyak's head and gone, wow. We, I, know, I heard about this kid. I know he can finish. He pressed well, Rob, when he, he didn't have the ball. Okay. He looked energetic. He looked like he, he, he was hungry. He, obviously, his movement and his finish is outstanding. I was kind of thinking about him. I heard some some debate about, you know, how good is Greenwood? How good could he be? You know, everyone's talking about he's the most natural finisher. And I was thinking in a way, he, he's he's Mbappe-esque in maybe not quite as quick. Mbappe, Mbappe's probably a little bit quicker and more powerful. Yeah. But he, he, he's got that similar silky, elusive movement. He's, he's as good a finisher, I would say, as Mbappe, I think, across both feet. I think better finisher, a better yeah, finisher with, with his shooting ability around the box. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just think a talent like that, Ranić might, I think, will enjoy bringing this young, young, young kid on. I think he, he, he everything, the profile that fits of what Ranić wants as a centre forward. And if it's next to Ronaldo, who might be not be able to close down as much, and you can stick him to him, as you say, I think he brings mm. more goal threat than, than Rashford. I think he's has a better football IQ than, than Marcus Rashford in, in, in what you want from, from your front players. I thought he was the, the standout today. I thought it'd be one big thing when you got out of seeing everybody tonight. I think he, he, he's realised in, in Mason Greenwood, he's got a proper player. Donny van der Beek uh, and Juan Mata, mm. um, centre midfield players. Yeah, yeah. Diallo Nalanga, again, young players that the manager wants to look at. Are we going to see a little? Uh, well, I think we, uh, we can't get any less really a feeling of, of Donny van der Beek. Is the new manager going to give him a run in the team, Rob, in the central midfield? Because he can play. I thought he has yeah. moments today yeah. in the game where he, he dictates the play. He's comfortable on the ball. He wants the ball. He wants to play forward. He's got good energy. He'll close down. He'll pressure. You know, maybe not immediately, but I do you think he'll yeah, force his way into the start? Place. I think with Ranić, what it will be, and, and I get the sense with this guy, there's no grey, it's black and white. The, the pass, I think it was Van der Baker trying to play a pass into Juan Bissaka that gave away for the first goal, I think it was. Um, and he talked, I heard him do a press conference after the game, Rob, and he talked about, you know, we showed well, but then we get sloppy with our passing and we don't play forward enough. And I think with this guy, you, you've got to play how he wants you to play. Yeah. There's no risk. If there's risk in your passing, he doesn't want that in midfield. Because he said yeah. that they thought they gave a lot of ball away as the game went on and, and, and young boys got better and created more opportunities. So, 
I think you're right. I think it might be part of the process. I, I get the sense he might have to drill him for, for a month of what he wants and how he wants him to play. But he can keep the ball. And in, in Ranić's system and Ranić's way of playing, he wants people, A, who are energetic, who can press, but who can keep the mm. ball. Because if you don't keep the ball, all that system goes out and it makes you a lot more vulnerable. So, yeah. again, he's another I think he had a look at. I, I'm pleased that the, the, the manager took a look at those play, people like him. I suppose he's, he's heard and seen of Jesse Lingard. I think he did himself a huge load of favours tonight and whether he's going to be one that might be surplus to requirements in, in, in the window, whether he allow him out the door or not. Yeah, it's tough to think where he would play. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, if it's going to be the same system, is he a wide player? Not yeah. really. He's, you know, he's not going to play as a centre-forward, as a front two. Is he going to yeah. play as, as one of the two in the middle of midfield? Probably if I'm Ranjit though, Rob, I've got to be honest, I'd keep him. If, if it was me for six months and that my job to, to get the best out of Manchester United, I think there's days and jobs where I can trust Jesse Lingard to go and do my job. And in that re- regard, listen, if I use him five times in the next six months, but it's the five times I need him that help me win games or help me see out games or get me back into games... I wouldn't get. I personally, if I was running, it wouldn't wouldn't be putting him out the door now. I'd wait till the summer, when we can have a look at everything and and see what I've got. I mean, if you've got a decent player who's committed to to the cause and wants to do well, wants to play, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd hang on to him. I think he might. Go, yeah, listen. I think uh, given that attitude, it's worth hanging on to the end of the season and see how he might fit in. If he doesn't play a lot by the summer, I think he should go. I think he should cash in in the summer, get the money and, yeah. and you know, use yeah. it to strengthen in, yeah. in different areas. Because if he's not going to play between now and the end of the season, yeah. it's, yeah. there isn't much point, really. Just on, on other additions, and Ralph Rennick, of course, is going to put together his coaching staff and yeah. <clears throat> psychology coaches that we've been reading the last couple of days. He's going yeah. to bring one of those in. But also, mm-hmm. American Chris Armas is, yeah. uh, I think, on the brink or has, has joined uh, Rennick's staff yeah. there. Um, was a player on MLS, um, coached at, 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 uh, at New York Red Bulls. I guess that's Bulls, where... Yeah. 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 He's he's interacted with Ralph Rennick before. Mm-hmm. Rennick gets to know him as a coach. He went up to Toronto. Yeah. Didn't didn't last very long up there with his coaching yeah. role. But an interesting appointment and another mm. example of he knows what he wants. He likes yeah. to work with people that he's worked with before, so they know what he wants in terms of the coaching side of it and all yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, great opportunity yeah, for brave. Yeah, brave. Worldly looking at it from a different point of view. He'd be a different voice. He'll come in with a with a different outlook. He's been part of the RB. Um, yeah, the, the Red group. Bull kind of group that know how mm. they play. You know, decent playing record. I think six six caps for the U.S. men's national team. A midfield so player, good organised yeah. midfield. Right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, he's got a decent reputation. So it's it's quite. I think it's refreshing to get people from different places. It's not one who's on the roundabout has been on the English circle. Somebody brings something fresh, something different. Has worked in different countries. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes and how the players, how it fits in with the players and works with the English players and, and obviously the level of Premier League. Um, so, yeah, it's fascinating to see how he's going to put that staff together. And I believe he's still keeping some of the old staff that Oli had because he, he says he needs to have some understanding of mm. the club and the players and, and some of the history mm. that, that those, those people can bring. Mm. So, yeah, fascinating few months coming up for United. Um, mm. It's interesting, next two games, Rob, they're away at Norwich and away at Bre- Brentford. Chance really to go and get six points there, and all of a sudden kick off the, his, his era ahead of uh, the Christmas run in, and then into the new year. 
Yeah, they've got even beyond that, Rob. I, I haven't mm. got the list with me, but it's like yeah, they've got like six or seven. There's games, a yeah. lot. There's a lot of yeah. games that's, that's winnable. I think winnable. West Ham chucked in there, which are not easy, but there's some good ones in there. Okay, let's move it on, Rob, to uh, to Liverpool, um, yeah. who end up being perfect in their group. Okay. Six wins from six in Group B. Um, went to Milan that that, that yeah. needed a win. Um, and again, we we go back. You said it earlier on, where the the state of La Liga. You know, it makes you think of the state of Serie A when mm. AC Milan are top of the league table, uh, home in the San Siro, needing a result. And we're awful. We're awful. Mm. I mean, Liverpool played a much-changed team, much-changed. Yeah. Young lads, some of the youth guys came up and, and, and did great. Interesting, Soleimani and Mo Salah started the game, Rob. Yeah. Riggi played. Tyler Morton was excellent in the middle of in holding in midfield. Minamino played, Oxley chamberlain Nico Williams, Nat Phillips, Konate, the new centre-back, just going through the team, Simikas, I guess, and, and, and Alisson in the goal. I just couldn't believe how comfortable Liverpool were yeah. and dominated the game almost from start to finish. 2-1, could have been more than that. Um, I just couldn't believe. I know Zlatan is a 40-year-old legendary striker. Maybe that that maybe that's tells you everything. Like a forty-year-old striker. I mean, he mm. was slower than we ever remember. Held up the game. Tried his. I was so disappointed with Milan again. A little bit like earlier on when we used to see yeah. the teams that used to be. And in this fix, this game, of course, in the European competition against Liverpool, amazing history. But wow, I I couldn't believe how how poor Milan were. Well, when when you look at at, at the six wins and the dominance of Liverpool in the group, you know. Spanish winners, you know, weren't even in, in, in contention. Serie A, powerhouse AC Milan and Portuguese, you know, not even in, in, in the running, you know, Liverpool doing that. And can afford to almost play a B team in, in the second line and dominate at the San Siro. I'll tell you what, what my, my big thought, again, watching the match and then hearing and, and watching Jurgen Klopp after, Rob, was a, a conversation we had week one, I think, or pre-season of this league starting, and you sort of said you weren't sure about Liverpool's hunger. Like, are they still as hungry? Can <clears> they <throat> dig as deep? You, you were kind can of, they go, go, your, again can they go again? Can they go again? That was your big question, yeah. right? And and I think you'd mentioned you spoke to sat down with Jordan Henderson, and he was a bit mm. like, yeah, we we can do it. Yeah, I think the evidence of this last week, the the late win at Wolves and the and the victory in in Milan tells me that. This group are hungry again. They this are. group have got back to that hunger. You know, they they could afford to have lost. It was like the Chelsea game tonight. There was nothing necessary again. Yes, it's great to have the record and the six straight wins. But yeah, for all intents and purposes, they're through. They're done and dusted. But it's not about that. It's Mo Salah getting his twenty goals, isn't it? It's a young kid, Talamont, coming in and dominating midfield for, mm. for the whole game. Not even not even coming off. I thought Oxley Chamberlain, Rob. Yeah, he's coming into it, isn't he? Coming into it a little bit, well, he's starting to to rely on his body again. He's not worried about every challenge that's going to be him out for a few weeks. You know, I thought Phillips and, and uh, Koyate at, at the back were important. Um, Konate uh, were important to get mm. them minutes and get them through games. If, if they do need to, you know, there were time when Van Dijk need a rest after that time he's had out. And Matty, you can afford to, you know, you've got to bring in players who are confident. You know, the... the the Cruyff turn by Matt Phillips, by the way, is, is enough for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's match winning in itself and, and sends Ibra going out for a cup of tea. I just mm-hmm. felt it was another spirited performance that answers the question. I don't think we should be asking again, are they going to be hungry? Whether they can win 
Champions League, Premier League, whatever. The definite hunger is back in this football club. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Totally agree. And uh, they, they look like they they want another special season. And I think, we, like you said, we saw that at Wolves, um, the celebration afterwards. And, and this is just, you know, I, I saw a few comments on the local broadcast here, Rob. I think it was those guys talking about whether we underappreciate the squad at Liverpool. Mm. You know, this is going away to the, the San Siro, to Milan, who are yeah. top of Serie A. And they controlled the game, won the game quite comfortably. You know, this is all squad players. Not all, but yeah. mostly squad yeah. players. And, you know, like we talk about the squad at Man City and other teams. And I thought it was a, a, an interesting point and probably a valid point that look at Divock Origi, another player that he gets another goal. He's yeah. so useful. He gets on, just does his job every week. He, I'm sure he doesn't complain. He gives everything. He's still in great shape, by the way. Yeah. For a player that doesn't play that many first-team minutes, Rob, I don't yeah. see him breathing out of his backside. I don't see him bent over, flipping, struggling to yeah. keep up against. Yeah. He's in good shape. And he gets important goals. Another goal today. He, he, he would be a, a really good striker. For, for many other Premier League teams yeah, that yeah. need that position. But uh, but right now, there's no way he's going to go anywhere, of course. But, yeah, more credit for him and, and the other players. Mo Salah and Santa Mane came off, I think, was it midway through the second half? They came yeah. off, I think, to give yeah. them guys a bit of a break. they got yeah. a lot of football coming up over yeah. the uh, the next few months. Um, but, no, absolutely right. No, impressive yeah. squad and a good good win. Yeah, and he's getting a few kids in there, wasn't he? It was also Connor Bradley and Max Waltman. He, he gave those a couple of minutes, obviously, Morton in the middle of the field was was really impressive. England under twenty one international just looked like he was comfortable in the big arena, big players wanted the ball, defended well when when they didn't have it. I, I just thought it was a really good all round performance. It's interesting. Jurgen Klopp said, you know how proud he was of this group. I think they had twenty one shots of during the game in the San Siro with a team that's mm. probably you know we we could say a reserve team. The other, mm. the other game in, in, in this um, in this group mate, was interesting because it was it was Porto versus Atleti um, at Porto and Atletico, Atletico Madrid, as we know, are, are always a difficult team to play. I mean, this one had a bit of everything. I think Suarez went off early. Atletico won a lot. Then they get a player put, they get a set player off. Atletico get a player off. There's an absolute brawl where everybody seemed to be getting involved. It yeah. almost felt to me like the perfect. Atleti, Simeone win. Street fighters finding a way to get it done. Yeah, it's Consensau, is it? The coach of Consens- Porto. Yeah. And afterwards, he had him in a, in a huddle. I think he's saying the same thing. They just got, they just got, they just got done. They collapsed. They, yeah, yeah. they, they lost their heads diving in on the yeah. sideline with the gets, the guy gets yeah. sent off again. I mean, yeah. I, I think some of those, the referee in that case was a bit like, wow. You know, are you sure about that? But, yeah. but just the fact they needed a draw, I think it was right. They just needed a draw going into Porto, this game yeah. mm. uh, at home against the Leti team that's been very much up and down, but fought and scrapped. And you know, I think you could see from Simeone afterwards what it mean meant to him to get through yeah. and talk yeah. about a guy that that somehow manages to to push the buttons of his players every single season when yeah, they've heard yeah, the same yeah. thing, they've seen yeah, the same yeah. antics, they've seen yeah, the same crazy yeah. silent, but he still managed to get. a to get a tune out of them, they're in the round yeah. of sixteen. Porto mm. got done. They got they got yeah. they got out scrapped, out fought, whatever it was. By the way, you wouldn't want to face them, would you? To be honest, no, you, you wouldn't. wouldn't want to face them. No chance. Not over two legs. No, they're grinders. Yeah. They absolutely grind you. They fight you. You got him jumping around the sideline with the referee and everything else. So I don't know. I like to see him in the round of sixteen. Sometimes he, yeah. he you know, he frustrates me, winds me up when he mm. the way he carries on. <laughs> but listen, you respect the results, and they they found a way to do it. I think I didn't expect them to go through. Given what they needed, um, but they did it. Two guys sent off for yeah. Porto, one for Atletico Madrid. I think that's how it ended up. 
Um, but to, to right. Atletico Madrid are through to the next round. That was a drama of the day, wasn't it, yeah. that game? Yeah, absolutely. I, I heard our good friend Steve Nichol, actually, who <laughs> said, you won't be surprised, I hate Atleti, I hate Simeone, I hate the way they do it. <laughs> and, it's, you know, Steve, and you kind of think, I understand exactly what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, totally. But you have to take your hat off to them. You know, it's about, are they in the knockout stages of the Champions League? Round yeah. of 16, yes, they are. And nobody will want to face them, Mike. And Liverpool, and Stephen Nicholl, Liverpool won't have to face them in the next round. They're yeah, in the same yeah, group, so they won't have to play them now. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see who they get in the draw. I mean, I, I always think that the knockout stage, mate, and the draw on Monday, mm-hmm. I don't think it gets much better. It doesn't yeah. get much better in football, really, yeah. for me. The Champions League, when it, in this knockout tournament, starts again in, in February, is it? I think it is. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. But no, well done, Liverpool. Yeah. Really, really, really great uh, qualifying with a potential tricky group, um, yeah. but job, got the job done very, very comfortably. And we'll jump on our midweek podcast next week, which will probably be December the 15th, that probably Wednesday, December the 15th. We'll, we'll review those uh, knockout games, mate, and see who gets who and who might have a... Well, I think we're doing it on the 16th. I think like, I think we're doing it on the 16th for Thursday, 16th. for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll look I think. Wednesday or we'll Thursday, check keep an eye out. Yeah. yeah, we'll drop the potty and we'll talk about the... Uh, With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Let's just go back to a game before we, we close up uh, at the weekend. Everton uh, faced Arsenal at Goodison Ball. Everton, mm. no one's in there coming into the game. Ross Brantz had been as mutually, we believe, um, left the football club. Let's put a little bit of spotlight on Rafa Benitez and his team. And at 1 0 down with. Um, that long to go, you're wondering whether this was all going to turn a bit sour for Everton. There was talk mm. about a, a walk after 27 minutes. It wasn't wasn't too too much in, in in some respects. But Everton got the job done tomorrow. Gave with a lovely finisher, last minute strike to win the, the game for Everton. That almost makes it feel a little bit better. Does that take a little bit of pressure off Rafa now and Everton? And and you know, from Arsenal's point of view, things just starting to go a little bit. Uh, flatter after that being on a, on a mm. good run and form themselves. Yeah, I think it does take a bit of pressure off Rafa. I, I think, I mean, my my main thoughts on this game is is just is Everton as a club and as mm. a fan base. You know, it, they now have got some spirit, yeah. the team and the fans. I mean, they've they're not been a good run, but but Rafa and his team are fighting. Because everybody said what they said about them, where they are on the league table, it's been incredibly yeah. disappointing and all the doom and gloom starts again and the frustrated fans. But it's not for the want of trying, is it, from this team? Yeah. And for the fans, it's not from the want of wanting their team to do well. They've been tortured over many, many years now and then you yeah. get the highs and the lows and the hope and then the disappointments. But yeah. I've got to love the spirit of the team and the spirit of the club and this fight in the manager and the fight in the yeah. players. I thought that was what shone through to me. And, and if it's one thing that maybe Arsenal lack is that spirit, is that fight, is that desire to get to, to, to get over problems. So I thought it was a, a really good. Richarlison, I thought, led the line really well. Of course, yeah. the two goals that are offside. One's like incredibly tight. So, yeah, toenails. I mean, we're not seeing that in the Champions League, Rob. There was, no, a, there was no. at least one today that's like... Is yeah. he offside? That could the be tight. And it just goes. Werner, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah with Werner. Yeah. I thought, well, mm. that could be. Yeah. You know, the Premier League, yeah. then we'd be getting all the little mm. lines out. Or the... 
yeah. you know, they're like, no, he's all right. He's good. Let's carry on much, mm. much better. So that was frustrating for a Charleston, but he does finally get his yeah. goal. Um, Odegaard took his goal really well. I thought for Arsenal, yeah. um, I think, I think for Arsenal, Rob, I think there's one, there's one question for Arsenal. Do they have a striker problem? They have an Aubameyang problem. So if that answers your question, they have an Aubameyang problem. And Ketia good enough? Lacazette good enough to be a regular scorer? And That's Ketia, what I'm saying. Like, uh, and Ketia probably, would, I, I think, would deserve the chance. I, I'm not sure at this stage we'd say yes. Um, Lacazette reminds me a bit of Martial. Like, potentially you think these 15 to 20 goals, but I'm not sure you, but, you, but ever, you ever really realise no, that. No. Um, no. Is Martinelli? Does Martinelli deserve deserve a run in the way they're going to play? I mean, the, the point I was going to make, Rob, it, it was a little bit about this, and I was thinking about a couple of other clubs with City because of Pep and because of the way we're doing. Do we always have to think now of a centre forward? Can we not think of a, a different yeah. type player that brings ten to twelve goals, but goals come from other areas of the pitch? I think we keep going down this route. You know, who's their 15, 20 goal season, man? Who's their striker? Not every team has to have one. Maybe Arsenal are a similar team that, you know. If you don't have one, though, Rob, if you don't have one, and I I hear your point, you've got to design your team to attack in different ways so lots of other players do get the chance to score. And that's what Pep's done so well. All those midfield players that get into the box. Well, could Mikel, you know, this this Aubameyang and whatever, like, let's let's sell him then. Let's get him off the wage bill. And and I'm sorry, if Martinelli's a guy who might not at the moment, you know, if if he did well, might 12. But if you could then get Saki um, getting goals, Odegaard getting goals, Smith-Rowe getting goals, maybe a couple from midfield, you know, centre-backs from from the the odd full-back who both can get forward. Is there a different way of doing it than just almost like... Because to get the centre-forward who they, who's going to get you the 15, 20 goals is going to cost you 50, 60, 70 yeah. million so, so coach, So coach them differently, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Coach them differently. That's, different systems, different methodologies, different, system, different yeah. responsibilities yeah. for players. You've got to get in the Absolutely. box in this angle. Yeah. But, that, yeah, but that that's a good point. Way? It's a good point. And, and coaching-wise, we've seen it with Pep. And yeah. I know he's got great midfield players there, mm. but he definitely... Finds a way for them for for players to yeah. get in scoring positions and and you know encouraging players to get in there and it's a way of going. I still think Aubameyang's. I still like him. I still yeah, respect yeah. his finishing ability. I know there's too what's many going issues, on. Though, Robin. I know eventually there's too many issues with him, mm. and, and I don't mm. know what's going on, and we don't hear it all. But eventually, him not doing it on the pitch causes you too many issues with, with a young group who who need him. You know. Mm. I think it might be time to move on. My, my last thought on Arsenal, Rob, before we kind of yeah. run up, uh, wrap up a little bit. Yeah, I still like where they're at. They've, I feel mm. like there's yeah. a, there's a yeah. different, strong, new foundation, mm. and there's going to be little issues, striker yeah. or different spots in the team. Yeah. But I, but I, they're in a different place now. There's some like consistency with the goalkeeper in the back four, and the yeah. midfield options yeah. are pretty good. Jaka came in for this game to play alongside Thomas Partey, yeah. so so it's not. It's not the things are going to no, implode. No, implode. In my, no, it's, it's just it's the, right, there's going to be things. Now. Right, yeah. it's not going to be easy to get in that top four. That's for sure. Granite, Granite's black. He'll bring us a bit of drama, doesn't he? Oh, right. like yeah, he will. Before he will. We, we, we finish up, mate, we, we've got to talk about obviously um, over in the UK at the moment. COVID nineteen seems to be hitting again as we hit the, the winter months, and um, obviously at, at Tottenham, there's been a bit of an issue. I think they've had the 
Uh, Conference League game now postponed against Wren, or is it called off at, at the moment? Or not it's sure it's just not going to go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what that means, whether it will be played or whether they'll look at results and see whether Spurs need to play that game. Mm, and then the yeah. game against Brighton at the weekend's already been, been, been um, postponed, hasn't it, I believe? I don't know if it has yet, has it? I know we're close to that point. Uh, uh, not yet. I don't oh, think it's I not yet. I don't think it's been postponed yet, but but I expect yet. it. I mean, what's it was yeah. eight eight players and five staff. staff yeah. He said there was. They I saw his press conference. Closed, I saw something recently. They closed the down training the training ground as well today. So I mean, I can't really see how that one's going to go. But yeah, maybe at this stage, we'll, we'll keep an eye out on that over the next couple of days. But yeah, just a slight worry, Rob, that this might start to be. Happening again, I think the seven Leicester players are out for the Napoli game yeah, due to COVID-19 uh, as well in, in the Europa League for, for Leicester's point of view. Big game for, for Leicester as well in Napoli. Yeah, it's got to be a concern, mate. I mean, I mean, just for Spurs as well. They remember that the game against Burnley away, postponed yeah, with bad weather yeah, and the snow and yeah. stuff. So mm. we could have a, a difficult fixture situation. And bigger picture, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to think about it. You know, I don't want to think about it. The numbers, we get the numbers every week from the Premier League yeah, who, yeah. who test positive and they're starting to get quite high. They're starting to get yeah, quite high, yeah. these numbers, which makes us, me and you and it, all everybody at NBC, a little yeah, nervous yeah, about, yeah. God, you know, mm. fans and stuff. They're going to start being, you know, I don't want to even think about it, but yeah. we we got to be a bit, yeah, I'm worried about it. I'll be honest with you. We had this, I think last year, Rob, when the, the numbers went up again, yeah, and then, but nothing really changed. So thankfully it didn't, but it, mm. it's got to be concerned. Two clubs now, you know, with the, all this yeah. uh, travel of, of uh, European travel and international oh, games yeah. travel, it's yeah, and it's the new the new variant. There's a, a lot of games coming up in the midweek games. A lot of interaction between players and fans. The and holiday everything. period. There's so many games yeah. over December, January. Guess and guess what? As, as as ever in these situations, I think December the 16th, Tottenham play Leicester. So you know, oh. two teams who have who've got it really bad. Could, the, could be the youth teams. The youth teams yeah. playing. Yeah. yeah. So. We'll, we'll keep an eye out on that. Hopefully, things will, will pick up, and um, you know we'll, we'll, we'll manage to continue the games as we go into this really busy, important Christmas period. Uh, that's it for this week, mate. Uh, mm. We've all the English teams were through in the Champions League knockout stage, but some kind of different performances, some different results. We'll see what the knockout duel brings on Monday, and if the likes of Chelsea will be punished for their sloppiness today, mm. finishing second in Group H. We'll be back on Sunday, December the 12th, when we call match week 16th in the Premier League. So we get to the busy time now of the festive games. But for now, I'm Mel. He's mostly together with two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, be healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.